This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. This episode of 20th Century Boy is brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon and the TCB Overflow podcast. If you finish 20th Century Boy and you want to hear more from me, head to patreon.com slash radio Mike and for as little as a dollar a month, get the Overflow podcast, an extra podcast every single week. And the Pat and Mike show where producer Pat and I talk everything behind the scenes of 20th Century Boy. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Phenoma Joe Mike, and this is the inside of my mind. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is actually Radio Mike, but at the start of every episode, I do a different name sometimes. User submitted, a listener submitted rather. Sometimes it just comes from my own mind. And and today it was Phenomeno, John, Phenomeno Mike, but more on that a little bit later. I will explain. Welcome to 20th Century Boy, a podcast by me and about me, Radio Mike, a young writer and producer from here in Melbourne, Australia, trying to make his way through life. Sometimes it's easier than other times. At the moment, it is awesome. Life is so good at the moment. Really, really enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying yours too. Life is good. It's also short. Enjoy it. Bit of philosophy for you. I'm sure you haven't heard that before. But um, 20th Century Boy is where we all get together. Well, you guys, you and me get together for about one hour every week. And we have the conversations you wish you were having because the conversations on this podcast are not conversations that you have in your day-to-day life with your friends. That's why you come to this podcast once a week and have a one-sided conversation, a conversation you can't reply to live, but you can always send feedback in at places like radiomikepod at gmail.com or radio.mike on Instagram. Slide into my DMs for any reason. Anything you hear on the show tickles your fancy. Slide in. Would love to hear from you. The conversations you wish you were having. Of course... We got to do an obligatory Patreon plug. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike is the best way for you to support this show. Once you support, and you can support for as little as a dollar a month, that's $12 a year, which is three coffees a year. As I always say, three coffees a year. If you get coffee with me three times a year, jump on the Patreon. Would love to have you. You get a bonus podcast every week, the TCB Overflow podcast, which is where I go in more detail and tell stories I'd never tell on the main pod. For example, the time I nearly got kidnapped by an Uber driver. That was crazy. Uh, and a few other crazy stories. Jump on the, the Patreon for those. And the Pat and Mike show where me and my producer, Pat, talk about behind the scenes stuff of this show and our lives. That's also very fun. All, all good if you jump on the Patreon a dollar a month. Or if you think this hour of your time, right, the hour of your time that you're spending on this, if you think it's worth a dollar, chuck me a dollar. Chuck me $4 a month on Patreon. Or if you just like me a lot and want to make a one-off donation to this show, paypal.me slash itsradiomike. Costs $15 a month to host the show online. That's the baseline cost of the show. If you send me $15, little over a dollar a month for a year, you've paid for a month of this show for everyone. And if all of you did that, we'd have a lot of money and that would be awesome. So if you can spare $15 this, this week, you'd be paying for the podcast for a month. Awesome. Please do it. PayPal.me slash it's radio mic. 
You won't even notice the, the money leaving your account if you're on a dollar a month on Patreon. Just sign up. You won't even notice it coming out. It'll come out every month. You'll probably get an email being like, hey, we just took a dollar out of your account. And you'll be like, oh. The biggest hurdle is actually signing up, getting on... Pa- I know, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. Like, getting on Patreon, signing up, finding my Patreon, clicking the button, entering your... That's the biggest hurdle. Once you've done that, you'll never go back. Never go back. So please jump on and do it. Would love your support. Of course... I do bring this up from time to time. We are Australia's only and the world's only winnable podcast. You can win this podcast. There's one way to win the podcast. No one's done it yet, but you win the podcast by seeing me in the flesh while listening to the podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast out and about, maybe you're on the train, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're walking around, right? And you happen to see me, right? If you're in the car and, and I'm walking down the street on the on the footpath, pull the car over, Come up to me and say, Mike, I'm listening to the podcast. I've won the podcast. You win the podcast. Congratulations. No one's won it so far. We'll be in Sydney Wednesday and Thursday. Usually, if you're not in Melbourne, you really don't stand a chance of winning. But I will be in Sydney Wednesday and Thursday. So if you're in Sydney, Sydney Ciders, you may be able to win the podcast on Wednesday and Thursday. Look out for me. I'll be staying in the Sydney CBD. Hopefully someone wins. Had a really uh, fun week. Wrapped up the comedy festival, as in... It was the last week of the comedy festival. Saw three shows this week, all of which were really good. I saw Tommy Little, I saw Will Anderson, and I saw Tom and Ollie. Uh, Really great shows. Had a great time at the festival this year. I did a little roundup of all the shows over on Twitter. So um, if you're interested in seeing my thoughts, my Twitter handle is It's Radio Mike. Um, I did want to tell tell this quick story about um, going to the festival with my friend Keelan. Um, Keelan, really funny guy, and welcome to the radio family. We went to see Will Anderson together and Keelan, good friend, really chaotic dude, pure chaos, but so much fun hanging out with him. I'm sure some of you will know Keelan because he works on the Luke and Lewis show. So I've known him for a while. He's been a friend of mine for a while. Did this hilarious thing because when we were seeing Will Anderson, so the lines outside the theatre, as in the, the where people line up, they go around the corner for shows like Tommy Little, Will Anderson, all of that, where there's heaps of tickets being sold. People are like lining up all the way around the corner, down the street and everything. And um, <laughs> I don't know why I found this so funny. And it might be one of those you had to be there moments. But as we left Will Anderson, all these people, as I said, were lining up for the next show, which was Tommy Little. And Keelan just kept going up to people in the line and just being like, hey, is this the line for Tommy Little? Which is a reasonable question to ask if you were going to see Tommy Little and you wanted to know if this was the right line and you had to like go to the back of the line. So he said, is this the line for Tommy Little? And then people would say, yeah, it is. <laughs> and then Keelan, Keelan would just go, oh, okay, we're not seeing him, so we won't line up. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny, but I just kept being like, do it to someone else. He's like, hey, is this the line for Tommy Little? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, we're, we're not seeing him, so we, we're not going to jump in the line. <laughs> Oh God, been having so much fun being living so close to the city now and like just being out and about and stuff. It's, it's awesome. So yeah, I mean, if you see me in the city, come up to me, you've won the podcast. That'd be, that'd be absolutely awesome. I have a few, oh yeah, I have a few listener messages that I'd like to read out. Last week on the show, I ranted about um, timelines in life that people put on themselves and like, 
you know, the societal expectations that make us as humans feel like by certain points of life, we have to have achieved certain things or be at certain milestones, generally to do with like relationships and marriage and children and et cetera. Um, Kind of didn't plan to talk about that, but just did because I think it's been on my mind as I'm slowly inching towards 30. And I say inching because I want to pretend it's a slow process, but I'm nearly 28. Lots of people reminding me that life doesn't end at 30. It does continue and you can have a really good time in your 30s. So that's good. Radio Lottie. Welcome to the radio family. She said, hey, Mike, just listened to the latest podcast and wanted to say how refreshing your talk about timelines and life was. Thank you. I've just been broken up with. That's awful, Lottie. Who would break up with you? You sound awesome. And it sounds like you have an amazing taste in podcasts. Uh, She goes on. I've just been broken up with. So you gave me a good pep talk about living my life independently exactly how I want to. And that's awesome, Lottie. You should do that. And all of you should do that. You should not live your life on any kind of timeline. Just do what makes you happy. Life. I always say this. Here's my word of wisdom for the week. Life is not a straight line. Don't expect it to be. It zigzags. It spirals a bit. That's life. Uh, She goes on. I also watched the Lizzie McGuire movie on the weekend. Awesome. I did talk about Lizzie McGuire in extent last week on the show. Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Of course, that song is from the Lizzie McGuire movie. I didn't just play it randomly. Uh, I watched it after re-watching all episodes of the show, Best Comfort Show and Movie. I've actually started trying to learn this is what dreams are made of on guitar because I want to do an acoustic cover of it. It is an amazing song. No one can deny that fact. Um, Awesome, Lottie. I'm glad it resonated with you and I hope it resonated with other people, what I was talking about. And Lucy Maguire is awesome, even though it's very much a children's show. And sometimes I'm like, wow, it's so weird that a 27, nearly 28-year-old is watching the Lizzie Maguire movie right now. But fuck that. I loved it. Be yourself, guys. Live your truth. Radio Jess wrote in as well, also on the note of um, the Lizzie McGuire movie, because I mentioned on the show that I thought um, Hilary Duff's acting in this movie is so good because she's basically playing two characters, if you haven't seen the film. She's playing Lizzie McGuire, and then she's playing, um, I can't even remember the, the girl's name that she's playing, but the, the famous Italian singer in the movie. And she does a duet as Lizzie McGuire and the other character with herself in in the end of the movie, which is where she sings Hey Now, How Near, Hey Now. And I I said on the show, and this is a crazy trivia fact that I didn't know that Jess has told me, I said on the show, oh, it's interesting because you can hear that Hilary Duff is changing how her voice sounds based on which character she is, right? Like the first Hey Now and the second Hey Now are different. The first one's the professional singer character. The second one's Lizzie McGuire, who's like a young girl. So you can hear a bit more of a younger twang in that version. Hey now, hey now. Right? And I was saying, whoa, like, she's such a good actor. She's, like, changing her voice, like, lots of attention to detail, getting into different characters, right? Bam, I was wrong. Radio Jess said, Hate to be the bearer of bad news, Mike, but Isabella's singing voice is actually Hillary's older sister, Haley. <laughs> Explosion sound effect. I'll put it in in post. This blew my mind when I realised because I thought the exact same thing as you did originally. It's not Hillary that first time. Hey now, hey now. But they would have similar voices because they're sisters. 
we discovered that on this podcast ages ago with me and my brother in like season two of this podcast. Siblings often have similar ways of speaking. It's no surprise. Crazy. Hillary and Haley Duff totally forgot Haley existed because let's be honest, she was the less successful Duff sister. In in terms of the Duff hierarchy, it probably goes Hillary Duff, Duff Beer from The Simpsons, and then Haley Duff. And Duff Beer and Hillary Duff, they're they're close. Haley didn't even come close. And I think Haley knows this. You know, I think Haley and Hillary were in a movie together called Material Girls, where they played sisters. Don't think that movie did very well, and I think that was probably Haley's only big movie role. And Haley, I don't think would be offended. I think she is probably she knows and she has accepted that of the two Duff sisters, she is the less famous one. This happens a lot in the world. A lot of famous people have siblings, and a lot of famous people have siblings that are also famous but less famous than them. I actually have a list of them. Kylie and Danny Minogue. Danny Minogue, you're very talented, you're very cool, you're very awesome, but we all prefer Kylie. That sucks for you, but it is a harsh reality of life. Joel and Benji Madden, twin brothers, Good Charlotte, the Madden brothers, X Factor or The Voice or whatever show they were judging for a while. I can't. I don't know which one is the good one that people prefer, but we do know that people prefer one of the Madden brothers. Here's one, didn't even have this written down. The Logan twins from Big Brother 2005. One of the Logan twins got evicted halfway through. The other Logan twin won Big Brother. Famous siblings, it's tough. Who else? We've got Tom Hanks and Jim Hanks. Tom Hanks, huge. You probably haven't even heard of Jim Hanks. Tom Hanks, what do we got? Toy Story, Forrest Gump, various other films that I can't think of. Castaway, that was Tom Hanks. The Polar Express. So many other good films that I'm missing out on. Jim Hanks is the voice of Woody the Cowboy on every non-Toy Story feature film thing. So all the Toy Story toys, any video game adaptations of Toy Story, like all the real life Toy Story toys where, where Woody speaks, that's Jim Hanks, Tom Hanks' brother. He does all the Tom Hanks roles when Tom Hanks isn't available. And you know what? I'd happily make a career doing that. He probably makes a ton of money. No one needs as much money as Tom Hanks. Jim Hanks probably has a nicer life. Not as in the spotlight as Tom Hanks, but rides off his coattails. Kim Kardashian and the other Kardashian sisters. I mean, it's debatable who's the most famous, but I think the common person thinks of Kim well before they think of any of the other Kardashians. Like if you say Kardashian, most people would go to Kim because they know Kim Kardashian sex tape. She was kind of the first big, big Kardashian of that generation. You know, Beyonce has a sister, Solange, Solange. Who knows? Dakota and Elle Fanning. Interesting one. Bit of a reversal. Dakota starting out very strong young. Lots of films with Dakota in them. Really nice child star. Promising life. Promising acting life. Kind of faded out. Elle Fanning now, who was always in the shadow of big sister Dakota, now in much more prominent roles. Much bigger. 
very interesting reversal of the sibling roles. Similar with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen and Elizabeth Olsen. Mary-Kate and Ashley starting really strong young, Full House, New York Minute. Kind of disappeared into minor obscurity. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Olsen, younger sister, bam, Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's Scarlet Witch. She's Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she's Scarlet Witch. She's huge now. WandaVision, all of that. Another example, the Hemsworth, Chris, Liam, Luke, that's the order. Everyone knows Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth. There's also Luke Hemsworth. Nothing against Luke. He's honestly my favorite Hemsworth. But we all know famous siblings. And then the other one I found is that Ashton Kutcher has a twin brother. That is all. Sorry, I just, when I re- remembered Hayley Duff, I had to go on an example of, I had to go on a rave about celebrity siblings because I do find it really interesting because like, you know, if your sibling was super, super famous, you would surely like, there'd be jealousy. There'd have to be jealousy in there, especially if one of your siblings is making like $10 million a year in movies and deals. And then you're just working a normal office job and making like 80K a year or whatever. There'd be, there'd be some jealousy. It'd be hard to keep it together. Who knows? This episode is called What the Hell is the Phenomenon? And for new listeners of the show, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Um, I hope you'll go out, go and check out the whole of season four. Good place to start is the first episode of season four. Go from there. But if this is your first episode, welcome. It's great to have you on board. The Phenomenon is a concept that I've actually had in my mind personally for, for some time. Um, I actually think when I was at school, I came up with the phenomenon and just had it with my little circle of friends, but it became a public, it became a public thing of mine when I did it on this podcast. I think in season two, I talked about the phenomenon, did really well then, revisited it a few weeks ago on the podcast, two years later. And it's basically, as of now, I'm looking at TikTok right now. It is the most viral thing I have ever done on the internet with 459.6 thousand views. Just edging out a clip that I did with 459.5 thousand views at this time that was about a kid vomiting at a school assembly. Now I am officially, I will prop. most people will know me. Most people who don't know me as Radio Mike will probably know me as the Phenomenon guy, right? And that's cool. I'm totally cool with this. If you're new to the show and you have no idea what I'm talking about, the Phenomenon is, of course, my theory that everyone has an uncle called John, but if you don't have an uncle called John, either you or your grandfather are likely John. But if that is not true, then it is almost certain that your dad's name is John. And boy, oh boy, did this deliver. I actually finally posted it on Instagram last night and had similar success with success with the post. And there's a lot of things going on with the phenomenon. Um, lots of people reaching out to me and I've collated some of my favorite ones because I realized there's a lot of caveats to this because as I say in this in on Instagram, as I said on Instagram, a few extra notes on the phenomenon that aren't it. The, the three questions I asked before about uncle, grandfather, and you and your father, they're the big three of the phenomenon. We then have a couple additional caveats. 
language variants of John count. Johan, Gianni, Hans, any language variant. Jack counts as its origin is as a nickname derivative of John. And if none of the big three questions apply to you, the presence of John as a middle name still fulfills the phenomenon to a lesser level. And then a new one, you can also apply female variants of John. That's an optional one. Joanna, Joan, Jean, Jackie, all count in the phenomenon, right? Now, had a few people writing in and there are some amazing, dare I say it, phenomenal moments or phenomenal moments in the phenomenon happening because Radio Jean-Luca, welcome to the radio family, Radio Jean-Luca, he said, I've got an Uncle John on one side and an Uncle Gianni on the other side. <clears throat> and I'm going to be naming some new caveats of the uh, phenomenon. So send in your phenomenon result. There's names for all of these. Because having an Uncle John on one side and an Uncle Gianni, which I assume is Italian on the other side, that's called the double John Italian reverse. So Gianluca, you've got a double John Italia reverse. And that's a pretty good like, that's like a high-scoring phenomenon result. Radio Liz, welcome to the RF. She said, I've got an Uncle John and a cousin Jack. And if you think that's all, she she's also said, Jack is the son of John. Uncle John, cousin Jack, Jack is the so- son of John. That's called the John Jack double down. So she's got the John Jack double down. That is also very, very rare. Samantha and this... This is a crazy one. There's a few things going on here. Welcome to the radio family, Samantha. Not only do I have an uncle named John, I also have a grandfather named John who went by Jack. My other grandfather's middle name is John and my brother's middle name is John too. About to have a second child and wondering if they are a boy that I should use the name John to keep the phenomenon John alive. Lots going on there. She's got the John Jack double, right? The John Jack double is when you've got a John and a da- Jack. Previously, the John Jack double down is when the Jack is the son of the John. So that's why Liz has the John Jack double double down. But um, Samantha's just got the John Jack double. But two middle names of John in the family, that's the double middle John. And finally, having the idea to name your child John, as she says, to keep the phenomenon John alive, that one's called the hyperjonical hypothetical, the hypothetical John, the hyperjonical. So Samantha's got the John Jack double, the double middle John and the hyperjonical. Now that is a great result, Samantha. Well done. Radio Alexander, my uncle and grandfather are both called John. That's the uncle, grandfather, John, John double up, a classic of the phenomenon. That happens a lot, but it's still respectable. And Alex, welcome to the RF. My grandfather's name is John, my middle name is John, I have a brother-in-law whose name is John, and an uncle-in-law whose name is John. Four or more Johns, that's called the overjohn, where there's just too many Johns to count, that you can no longer keep track of the amount of phenomenon occurring in your family. That's called the overjohn. And surprisingly, it's not as rare as you might think. Julia, and this is a caveat we do need to add, Julia, obviously a female, she says... The phenomenon doesn't apply to me, even though my brother's name is literally John. And that is an interesting one because, yeah, you're right. Nowhere in the phenomenon does it say anything about brothers. But I think, here's the thing. I think the final caveat for this one is, if you are a woman, if you are a female, after the big three, if you are a female and you 
you have not fulfilled the phenomenon, then if your brother's name is John, you do f- fulfill the phenomenon, right? Because your st- your brother is still like in the same level of generation as you. So if you're a woman and you do not fulfill the phenomenon after the big three, add the final caveat, the final kind of thing in the flow chart is, is your brother's name John? So, so Julia, you don't don't worry. You do fulfill the phenomenon. Poppy, and this is a big one. My grandfather was a John, and my partner's dad was a John. I have an uncle's name, uncle named Yanis. My partner's middle name is Jonathan, and my nephew's middle name is John. That's an over John again. But also having having the grand your grandfather and your partner's. Oh, hang on. Yeah, having your father and your partner's father both as a John, that's called the Phenomenon-in-law. So you've got the Phenomenon-in-law combo. Well done. Finally, oh no, sorry, I've got two more. Because people are always sending in, what about this? What about this? So I do have to clear them up on this podcast. Radio Sam Johns. Sam Johns, welcome to the radio family. He says, my last name is Johns. How does the Phenomenon apply? And of course it does. If your surname is, is John John's or contains John in any way, that's called the phenomenon reverse. So you've actually reversed the process and you've got the phenomenon reverse because your surname is John or John's, right? Now, don't get me started if there's a John Johnson or Johnny Johnson or Johnny Johannes. Like, we won't even go there. Finally, Radio Kim, and this is a great one. Grandpa named John who married Grandma Joan. That's the John Joan double. So you've got the John Joan double. That's a rare one. Well done for that. So those are a few more caveats of the Phenomenon. Feel free to send in your Phenomenon uh, specialty or your your particular situation with the Phenomenon. We'd love to hear about it here on 20th Century Boy. Uh, And there's a few more caveats. So there you go, Phenomenon. It really does apply to everyone. I really want to talk about... Oh, just dropped my phone. One sec. Sorry about that brief interruption, teachers and students. Um, I really want to talk about something that's been upsetting me a lot recently um, because as a, you know, as a young-ish man living in the city of Melbourne, I'm going out a lot. I'm going out a bit. I'm a social butterfly. I'm having a good time. I'm having some drinks. I'm not driving and I'm going home late. The trains are done. So how do I get home, right? I remember back in the heyday of going out in Melbourne, you know, I'm talking five, ten, the last five, ten years ago, Uber was your best bet. And this is a call out to Uber. I don't know why Uber sucks now, because I'm not going to lie, back in the day, the, the, the peak period for Uber when it was new and fresh and exciting, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, around then, you would get an, you would call for an Uber on your phone and within two minutes, I shit you not, within two minutes, you'd be connected. Another two minutes, your Uber driver's there. You're in the car. You're going home. Uber used to be amazing, so amazing, you would never use a cab. It would be uncool to use a cab, right? You just wouldn't do it. Cabs, I thought, you know, taxis, I was like, taxis are done. They are never coming back. You would never use a taxi. Recently, in the last year or so, what I've noticed, and maybe it's post-COVID as well, what I've noticed, Uber now sucks. Uber now is a terrible service. 
You call for an Uber. You get cancelled three times. Then you get another one who's 17 minutes away. You get cancelled by three Ubers. I'm sorry, that's cancel culture gone mad. You get cancelled three times before you finally get a ride in an Uber. Cancel culture's gone crazy, guys. Cancel culture is out of line. I'm sick of cancel culture. Getting cancelled by three Ubers. Then I go over to DD, the alternate app. Same thing over there. Then I forget that I've called a DD and an Uber and then I get connected to two cars who are both coming towards me. So I go, well, fuck it. I'm just going to see which one gets here first and get in. Then the Uber gets in. So I get to get into the Uber. The Uber drives away. And then four minutes later, I get a message from the DD driver being like, hey, I'm here. Where are you? And I go, oh, sorry, man. I got in an Uber because you guys all cancelled on me three times. Cancel culture's gone bloody mad. And now I'm in an Uber and I'm going home. And then they go, cancel your trip. So then I go to cancel my trip and it says a $7 cancellation fee will apply. So I'm like, hey man, I'm not going to cancel my trip because then they'll charge me $7. You're going to have to cancel. He's like, well, I'm not cancelling. Well, I'm not either. And I'm not going to pay you $7 to cancel because you guys cancelled on me. Cancel culture has gone mad. But if other people notice this with Uber, it used to be amazing. Now it sucks. Maybe is it is my Uber rating down? Did I get rated badly? Like I'm really good in Ubers, except for that one time where I got kidnapped in the back of an Uber. You can hear all about it over on the um the Overflow podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio mike. But yeah, I I I mean my current Uber rating is 4.82. Is that good? Is that a good rating? I don't know. Uber sucks now, guys, and I'm really disappointed in it. Speaking of things sucking, Netflix sucks now. And I've, I've talked about this before, and it's funny that I, I, I think in this season of the podcast, I talked about Netflix streaming services and why I no longer subscribe to any streaming service. I know, huge, right? Um, I've turned to Jack Sparrowing a lot. I, I've just, I've been jack sparrowing because why would you not? The main reason, the main thing I had against Netflix and other streaming services is like, it's too competitive now. This is the result of capitalism. Like Netflix was the only one here in Australia for a long time. Then we got Stan, then the other, now we've got Binge, Paramount Plus. I think it, that's how it started because I was trashing Paramount Plus. Also, a lot of people have sent me, um, that new CGI Rugrats reboot series on Paramount Plus telling me you have to talk about this. I'll eventually talk about that. It looks horrific. Um, but anyway, Paramount Plus sucks. All of these streaming services, they all want 15 bucks a month. You end up paying 75 bucks a month for like six different streaming services and it sucks. And they all are bloated. The UI on all of them is shit. Everything about every streaming service sucks. You can't just see a list of stuff. It's just algorithm and everything like that. I hate it. I've moved over to Plex. That's a nerdy alternative to... That's like a DIY Netflix. Um, it's really good. If you if you have a bit of a technical know-how, it's pretty easy to set up and it's much better than any other... Um, any official streaming services. But Netflix sucks now. Lots of people turning back to piracy now for a lot of reasons. And sorry, Jack Sparrowing, not piracy. We don't say that. I don't pirate. I Jack Sparrow. Um, 200,000 subscribers to Netflix have walked away in the first quarter of 2022. 
The company's share price dropped more than 35% last Wednesday, sliding nearly 8% further the next day. Then billionaire investor Bill Ackman decided to sell his Netflix shares despite incurring a vast loss because things were suddenly looking so scary. This is so not surprising to me. And it's a very interesting look at like consumerism, capitalism, the market, all that shit, right? Because Netflix could only expand so much. Then it was the biggest. Then every other company was like, well, we want to do a Netflix as well. Disney did it, Foxtel, Binge, Stan, which is Channel 9 here in Australia, I think, and um, Paramount Plus, all of this stuff, right? To varying levels of success. Stan here in Australia seems to be quite popular because it has a lot of local content that Netflix doesn't necessarily have. Binge and Paramount Plus, I don't see much of. KO, I'm not a sports person, but KO seems to have its own kind of grasp on a particular market. And I think that is a good product for people who are into sport, like stream live sport, stream every AFL match, stream basketball, stream whatever. Great product. So I'm putting that in a different category, much different category to Netflix and et cetera. I actually now pay for YouTube premium, $20 a month, no ads and a bunch of other features. And it's so good. I hated the ads on YouTube. They were so annoying. So I'll pay for that. All the money I've taken out of streaming services, I'm investing back into YouTube premium because I watch a lot of YouTube. But the thing is, it's no surprise to me at all that this has happened to Netflix because it can only expand so much. Now there's other people getting pieces of the pie and it is more competitive. It's like, okay, Netflix to me has always put out quantity over quality with their content. They're just, they've got heaps of money. They're investing it in lots of unique Netflix original programming. The catalog isn't as good now. And and I think they have to do that because it's so segmented because now Disney has all the Disney stuff. Paramount has all the Paramount stuff, whatever the Paramount stuff is, who knows? And etc. right? So Netflix has to be like, all right, we need original con- content. We're doing another Stranger Things season. Cool. Everyone's over that show. Who cares about it anymore? And they just put out these movies and just like throwing shit at the wall and hoping it'll stick to get people onto the platform. And that's that's the interesting part about streaming services. Is they totally change the game in terms of audiences because on traditional TV, you're trying to get like the most viewers possible on a show so you can sell the ad space and get it, get money from that. Whereas with streaming service, it's more about having the most appealing content because any content can get a new person in. And it's not about selling ads in the content. It's just about, it's literally just about getting people in. So it's like, oh, well, that's why they're trying to cover all grounds. Like, okay, let's have a sci-fi series and a drama series and a historical drama. Let's have some anime. Let's have some original cartoons. Like, just trying to get, let's have some reality shows, trying to get as many different people into Netflix and interested in Netflix, which is a good approach. But I just feel like it's too competitive and too saturated now. No one can keep up. No one wants to pay $70 a month. So people are like, ah, I'll get rid of Netflix. I've had it for ages. There's nothing good on it anymore. Doesn't surprise me that that's happening. Plus, I did read two things. First of all, password sharing is going. You won't be allowed to like share passwords. You're you're only going to be allowed to have an account that um, with people you live with, which I guess is fair enough. But, and I guess, yeah, if, if they're, they're losing money on every password sharing account, 
but I think this is going to make people angrier because it's going to be less convenient for people. But I don't know how they're going to prove that people are like using the accounts from different houses because what if you travel overseas or interstate or anywhere and you want to watch Netflix somewhere else? How do do they know that's you? Anyway, it's tough. The other thing I heard, and this is amazing because this is really, there's two things here that I've heard. This is amazing because it's really going full circle now, right? Netflix announced, and I don't know if this is confirmed, but it's, it's been discussed, that they are going to bring in a lower cost version of Netflix or a free version of Netflix that has ads on the content. That's number one, which if you haven't done the calculation in your head is basically we're going back to free-to-air TV. Two, to confirm that even more, I did hear that Netflix in America, and they may have already done this, I'm not sure, but they were going to invest in buying a bunch of cable TV networks. Sorry, like buying air... I think they, they want to buy a channel, essentially. So a digital channel. Say it's 85, right? You press 85. That's the Netflix channel. It's free to wear with ads and it just plays Netflix content, right? So one, they sell ads on that for money. And two, ideally, they get people being like, oh, this is cool. Maybe we should sign up to Netflix. So in this crazy roundabout way, Netflix is now needing to almost revert to the uh, medium that it it overtook and destroyed, right? Free-to-air TV. It needs to revert to that model to try and sustain itself because it's like gotten too big in the market that it's in. It's gotten like, it's expanded too much. All they've done is like content, 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 make, make original content that's really good. Everyone will want to watch it. Everyone want to have it. But now they're like, okay, now we need to get people who aren't on Netflix. We, we need to make money from Netflix by people who don't want to pay us money. And you do that by selling ads on the content. Hey, you can watch Netflix with ad breaks. And we need to get people who aren't on Netflix interested in Netflix. And it is so interesting to think about how this implicates the future of content, technology, consuming, all of that. Because honestly... I don't even want this, but before bed, often I'm on TikTok and the content on TikTok is engaging. Like everyone is like, oh, fuck TikTok. I hate it. It's so addictive. Yeah, it is. But it's the perfect kind of overstimulation of your brain. Like it is addictive. The content's good. It is bad for us, but short, short, interesting videos are working the other thing is I'll watch a lot of YouTube in transit. If I'm if I'm on the train or like on the toilet or um, on a plane or something like that, my mind goes, okay, I'm going to watch YouTube. I would never be like, I'm on a train for 20 minutes. I'm on a 20 minute train ride to the city or a 15 minute train ride to the city. I'm going to watch an episode of something on Netflix. I would never do that. But I'd always be like, oh, I'm going to just chuck on some YouTube video in my watch later and watch it. Interesting, because it's like, I don't know why that is. I don't know why my brain is like, I'd never watch a Netflix show on a train, but I'd happily sit there and watch YouTube. And it just feels like that's like a, YouTube is like a passing the time thing, whereas to me, like movies and TV are more like investment kind of things, I suppose. I don't know. It's just a really interesting thing to think about. And 
streaming for me kind of feels like it just started. Like we only got Netflix in maybe 2014, 2015 here in Australia. I think in America it's been around for way longer, but it was like a really new thing for a while. And now it's just so saturated and it is absolutely no surprise to me that people just are going back to what they used to do, which is just downloading stuff off torrents and Jack Sparrowing, maybe setting up a Plex server if they have the know-how or just watching it on their laptop in files and deleting it after. I, I really think that that's like a more convenient thing for people now than having seven streaming services with bloated interfaces. Even these solutions people are having, like, oh, Google TV, it collates all your streaming services so you don't have to check in multiple... They all suck. They're all fucking bloated and shit interfaces. That's why I like Plex, because it's just one very simple, easy-to-navigate interface that's just like a list of the content you have. I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Let me know, Do people are people starting... Are you starting to wean off streaming services? Have you started Jack Sparrowing again? Are you going to alternative streaming sites? Do you have an alternative way? Do you not watch movies and TV? Do you, like, only watch YouTube? Or you only watch... TikTok, like what, what are your habits? I actually would really like to know. So write into the show, radiomikepod at gmail.com, radio.mike on Insta. It's radiomike on Twitter, radiomike.com slash contact, .com.au slash contact, not .com. Um, yeah, would really love to know this because I find this very fascinating. Couple more things today, guys, before we wrap up. Um, and I'm just going to open up my run sheet again because I read off this. Oh, Yes. Yes, we, we certainly do have a, a couple more things. I think I've forgotten to play. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did want to say I forgot last week. Two weeks ago, I did a trivia question of the week. I forgot last week to give the answer to that trivia question. And someone did remind me in my DMs and asked. Um, and the question was, I, I can't remember how I phrased it, but it was, um, which, oh, this is it. Which horror movie franchise, horror movie franchise has a... In no, uh, oh god, Mike, come on! In which horror movie franchise does the main villain share a surname with a character from the Z- with a zany character from the sitcom Seinfeld? Interesting. Now I'll give the answer, but this is how you could work it out if you didn't know. Well, you, this is how you could do it, right? Zany character in Seinfeld, right? Because you'd think of the four main characters from Seinfeld. The surnames are. Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, Bennis, Elaine Bennis, George Costanza, and Cosmo Kramer. Kramer. And then you'd go zany character. To be honest, often in trivia questions, they kind of like give away the answer with something like that. Because if I was to describe one of the characters in Seinfeld as zany, I would instantly go to Kramer. Right? I would go to Kramer. So there... It's kind of like algebra. Now you've worked out that the surname is Kramer. So then you have to figure out which horror movie villain also has a surname that is Kramer. And the answer to that is, of course, well, I'll play a sound effect and see if you can figure it out. Hello. Do you want to play a game? It's Kramer from Saw. The main villain in the Saw film franchise is John Kramer. So the answer to the question is, of course... Saw. Funnily enough, last week when I was talking about time, the answer's Saw, by the way. Congratulations if you got it. Funnily enough, last week when I was talking about timelines, I found this great Seinfeld moment from 
Kramer. Kramer, Kramer, not John Kramer from Saw. Kramer, Kramer. Wonder if they're related. Um, and it was kind of relevant to what I was talking about. I mean, what are you thinking about, Jerry? Marriage? Family? Well, they're prisons. <laughs> Man-made prisons. You're doing time. You get up in the morning, she's there. You go to sleep at night, she's there. It's like you got to ask permission to, to, to use the bathroom. Is it all right if I use the bathroom? <laughs> I love that. I don't know if that holds up in, in the modern landscape, but I still find that that show is so good. If you haven't watched Seinfeld, definitely watch it. I think the best character for me that I like Jerry the most, but apparently most people find him the most boring character. Uh, I do want to just talk about one more thing very quickly. And um, this has been something we've talked about on this show a little bit. And someone sent me this DM and uh, I, I've, I, I can't remember your name and I haven't written it down, so I apologize, but welcome. You'll know who you are. A while ago on this show, I was talking about, I think it was last year, I was talking about the names, the titles of movies in the Fast and Furious franchise. You know, you've got the first one, the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, and then it gets crazy. There's like Fast Five, Furious 7, whatever, you know, the fate of the Furious for the eighth one. I can't remember what the ninth one was, but they always have interesting puns like that. And I said on this show that I thought without a doubt that the 10th iteration of the Fast and the Furious franchise would be called, because we've had Fast 5, right? I thought the 10th one would be Furious, the word Furious, except the I and the O in Furious would be a 10. That made sense to me. And I was willing to bet money on the fact that that would be the title of the 10th Fast and Furious film. It has come to my attention that the Fast and the Furious 10th film's title has been unveiled. And I was in fact not correct. Because in a Reddit post that was sent to me by this listener, uh, he said, unfortunately, not your predicted title. And it says, Vin Diesel unveils Fast and Furious 10 title as production begins. And the title of the film is Fast X. X, of course, being the Roman numeral for 10, in case you didn't know. A lot of people saying could be read as Fast 10, as in fasten your seatbelts. But really, I think Furious, with an IO for the 10, with a 10, with a 10 for the IO, would have been much better than Fast X. But here we are, living in the reality, living in the universe in which Fast X was the title chosen over Furious with a 10 as the IO. That's it, guys. I should say, I've never said this on the pod, I don't think. I've never seen a Fast and Furious film. I've seen bits of one of them. Actually, no. I've seen bits of one of them, which I think was too fast, too furious, because I would have been like eight years old. And I'm just going to see what year too fast came out. I reckon I was eight years old and it was at my cousin's house. That was 2003. So that checks out. I would have been not eight or nine years old in 2003. And we were watching it on DVD or VHS maybe. No, it would have been DVD because I remember we were watching it with subtitles. This is crazy. And I remember that because the sub, I thought it was really funny as an eight year old that the subtitles were describing all the sounds the cars were making. Like, and this is like, just so people know, because a lot of people listening are younger than me, I grew up in the world of VHS tapes. 
There was no subtitles on menus. It was physical tape you were watching movies on. Seeing subtitles on a DVD for the first time when I was like eight years old changed my life. I was like, wow, this is insanity. You can read what they're saying. And I remember when I was watching that movie, this was so new to us. Subtitles was such a new thing for me that it was like, I remember when it was like car exhaust sound effect and car screeching sound effect. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, what? Why would we need to know that? Of course, it's for people who are hard of hearing. But yeah, that's how I know it was. We were watching it on DVD. I've seen parts of that. I've definitely seen Tokyo Drift, but I don't remember anything about it. That being said, the one thing I do remember from Too Fast, Too Furious, and I, I think this must have been when I was watching it on DVD, was that, and maybe I've confused this with another movie. If people have seen the movies, let me know. because And let me know which one this is. There was a guy with like long hair who was kind of chubby from memory. This is just me rebuilding a memory in my mind. And I remember being really scared because what they did was they took his shirt off, laid him down and put a rat or a mouse on his stomach, then put a bucket, a metal bucket over that to trap the rat. And then they were heating up the bucket or the, or the container. They were heating it up. And the guy says, the only direction the rat can go is down. As in the rat's going to try and escape and dig into this guy's stomach. Is that from a Fast and Furious movie? I'm sure people listening to this will have seen them all. Is that from Too Fast, Too Furious? Because that's the only thing I really remember. Um, But anyway, uh, I think, why was I even talking about that? I don't know. It's time for this. (laughs) The plug. There is a thing that's been written on every single run sheet for the past few weeks that I just haven't gotten to that I find really funny that I'm... I just, I, it's just like an evergreen thing that I can talk about whenever. So I'm not going to talk about it yet because I've like run out of time, but it's really funny and I can't wait to do it. I'm looking at it right now on the run sheet. Anyway, uh, in terms of this week, plugs, uh, of course, the Overflow podcast. Um, that'll be up now. Um, and there's a Pat and Mike from last week where we talk about Pat's new job, which is really fun. Um, so I'd love for you to, again, a dollar on the Patreon goes a really long way to help me keep doing this. And the podcast is growing a lot. We've got a lot of new listeners. The listeners are growing a lot as well as over on Harry Potter and the boys. And um, yeah, it's awesome to see that. So thank you so much, guys. Um, the main thing though, that I want to plug Harry Potter and the boys is back on Thursday for the next chapter. Last week, last week I had Sam Garlip on the show again um, so go and check that out. He is always fantastic on that show. And um, I would love for you to check it out. This week, I've got Adam and Simon from Gogglebox um, jumping on the pod. They're going to be awesome. And um, they were also on an episode of Mike Talks, which, which you can listen to on this feed. But as well as that, uh, I want to plug that Thursday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on release day, um, Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project returns. I am, of course, on that show. Um, it's the only thing in my career that I actually get paid on my contract as on-air talent, which is pretty crazy. Um, so it is now going to be a timed exclusive on the listener app. So it launches on the listener app. You'll have to download that to listen. And then I think in 12 weeks or maybe 20 weeks, it goes public. So if you want to listen first, 
definitely jump on the listener app for that. Um, a trailer's been made up. You might hear my voice on the radio in the car doing promos during ad breaks for radio shows, which I've recorded all of those. Um, I've just literally done the first 15 seconds of the trailer, which is a funny moment that apparent that I was actually in as well. So, um, go and listen to the remembering project. I thought it was our strongest season yet. The guys are just so funny. And, um, here's a bit of the trailer. In this season, Hamish's memory of celebrities is on point. Pete Wentz. What was, who's he? We of course know him from Fallout Boy, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) I think you got the alley-oop there. No, we of course do know him from that. Uh, awesome fun and uh, I hope you'll check it out if you can over on Listener it's free by the way you don't have to pay you just have to sign up I think and download the app um, that is pretty much it I also popped up on this week's Tofop podcast I've kind of got a live mic now I don't speak much but just if the guys throw to me Charlie just said just jump on and like jump on mic and say what you've got to say so that's really cool and I've enjoyed that um But that's pretty much it in terms of plugs. Uh, There's a playlist on Spotify and in the description to this podcast of me guesting on other podcasts. So definitely uh, check that out if you want. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I will leave it there for today. My name has been Radio Mike. This has been The Inside of My Mind. Love Love you long time and also short time. Goodbye. Sayonara. See you later. Nice to know you. This episode of 20th Century Boy was brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon. If you just finished the podcast and want to hear me talk even more, head to patreon.com slash radio Mike to get access to the TCB Overflow podcast, an extra podcast every week, and the Pat and Mike show where me and producer Pat talk behind the scenes of making this show. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content, stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram, and get in touch, radiomikepod at gmail.com.